You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. Teams will be getting back out on the diamond this week. Last year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement, and this year is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined by my co-host, Producer T. Producer T, how the hell are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Looking outside, it's looking like winter has returned here in Vancouver Island. It's hailing, it's snowing, it's it's windy, the power is starting to flicker on and off. It's, uh, it's a crazy day here. Honestly, I feel like since we had that episode a couple Sunday go- Sundays ago where we the clocks went forward, I feel like, and it was sunny, right? We were saying it's like, oh, spring has come, blah, 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 blah. We jinxed we had, it. We, we did. We got the notorious Vancouver Island second summer, uh, second winter, sorry. It's, yeah. it's awful. It's literally snowing outside right now. Thick white snowflakes. And it's unbelievable. What, March 28th. This is unbelievable. Unreal. And then the, the two guys, the two Californians, uh, Kyle McLaren and Nick Flora, not on this episode. They're just enjoying that nice uh, California sun right now. Too, too busy sipping their margaritas on the in the sunshine. Uh, VI Sports Talk commenting on Twitter saying it's a crazy day. And he will be joining us, uh, Isha Jerome, uh, on this episode shortly. Uh, give him a follow at VI Sports Talk. Uh, Dog265 saying 91 here in Florida. Well, I don't know if we're even half of that here in Vancouver Island. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a big math guy, so I'm not even thinking in Fahrenheit anyway. But I'm assuming that's a lot nicer than here. Yeah, at 91, I won't even try and make that conversion. It's, yeah. uh, it's already over. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod, and you can follow the network, the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Pod Net. Producer T, you can follow myself at producer underscore T E E. 
Uh, your boy SV commenting, how is that seaweed? I'm eating some now. Uh, we actually played some uh, some street hoops, some basketball with uh, your boy SV the other day, and some and some ball hockey actually, some yep. road hockey, yep. multi sports over here. Multi sports. So he uh, he gave us some seaweed, knowing that I absolutely despise seaweed. Uh, so no, Shane, I have not eaten the seaweed yet. <laughs> there you go. Uh, our our producer in the back here, producer Pigeon, saying uh, it's thirty one Celsius. Oh, here. Oh no, yes. no, thirty one Celsius is ninety one. That's beautiful that's, in Florida. That's what our boy. Uh, what what was his name here? Dog two six five. He's uh, he got thirty one Celsius. Luck, lucky man, lucky. Very lucky man. All right. Um. What sh- what should we talk about first here? Do we do a quick game recap? I guess we've had three games since. Uh, Oh no, we, we've got we've got some NHL news that we didn't get to touch on on uh, Tuesday that kind of released, didn't it? Let's start there. So Tim Peel, Tim yeah. Peel, um, he could have been on the full we be pitying this week, and uh, I mean he still he still could be. You th- never there's know. a chance, yeah. There's a chance it's it, that it could come up, but yeah, he uh, he had a slip up. I guess we'll call it that. Um, in the Nashville Detroit game, basically he was caught on one of the players' mics. We know when they mic up the players for little clips here and there throughout the game. Well, he got caught basically saying that he was handing out a penalty essentially to Nashville, uh, because he wanted to call a quick penalty, uh, on the Predators in that game. And it was, it was a terrible look, uh, for the National Hockey League. They ended up well, not firing him. They ended up suspending him uh, for the rest of the season. And Tim Peel uh, was set to retire, actually, at the end yeah. of this year. So he still gets his pension. He's still getting paid uh, by the NHL. So not necessarily a bold move by the NHL. They kind of had to do it. But either way, it was a bad look. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot of implications for it. I mean, it, not only does it look bad on the league, but you know, for a league that's on the forefront of if the betting game, where there's a lot of money relying on this, and so many there's so many betting markets out there where you can bet on, you know, who's going to get the first penalty, you know, and things like that. Um, it, it's it's not a good look at all. I mean, there's not much the league can do except for exactly what they have done. Because you're right, you know, he's retiring anyway. It would be pretty brutal to take his whole pension away now in his last year as well. Um, but yeah, it just, just a poor look for, for the NHL overall. It's, it's been big news. I, I, I don't know if, uh, Nick mentioned it on the episode or whether it was after just between the three of us, but, uh, yeah, that came out on Tuesday last week. Yeah. And we'll actually play the clip here of, uh, Tim Peel's, uh, mishap. Well, 42 to go in the second. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a f- penalty against Nashville early in the wasn't much, but he wanted to get a fucking penalty against Nashville early. That's brutal. That's brutal. Um, and, and straight to the point as well, right? He's not. He's not just screwing around with with what he's saying. No misinterpreted in that, you know. Well, the strangest part was is he was actually at the players' bench saying that to the players. Like, yeah. this wasn't a conversation between the two refs. So strange. And honestly, the refs they haven't had a great season overall this year. So that's just icing on the cake right there. It is. All right. Uh, the games. Game recap. Should we jump yeah. right into it? Yeah, sounds good. Where, sh- where should we start? Uh, let's start. I guess we, we should start with the win, right? Yes. Yeah, we did. We did have one game against the Kings that we uh, didn't talk about on the last episode because we were recording just before it. Um, yeah, a 4-2 win against the Kings. Uh, I mean, 
if we didn't already know what happened in the two games after this, it'd be something to celebrate. I mean, do you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Martin Jones, 42 saves. It's good to see him. Uh, you know, he had a couple good games against the Kings, actually, um, yeah. which is nice to see. So two games, uh, uh, you know, in a row swept the Kings. I mean, it's not a huge accomplishment on the year. You know, it's only the second time this year we've even had two consecutive wins, which is just depressing to even think about. Um and so, if you ask Kyle, I don't even know if these are wins because it's just it's just the <laughs> LA Kings, right? Well, I mean, exactly, exactly. And well, I mean, it was nice to see Evander Kane uh, put a couple in. Balsters yep. also had a goal. Uh, Thomas Hurdle. Those are the guys that you want to see on the score sheet right now. Yeah, uh, especially Hurdle, right? He hasn't had, you know, he's been injured and he's just kind of coming back into the into the swing of things. So it's nice to see that. Like you said, two game sweep of the Kings might be the highlight of this season. That might be yeah. the high point. I mean, and, and it's good to see Martin Jones having a good game and us get the win. That's yeah. going to do some stuff for his confidence. I, I mean, again, it, it, talking about that game, knowing what the next two games are, it, it's difficult. It is difficult to, yeah, to well, have much optimism. So Exactly. So we'll get right into it. We took that momentum from the Kings yeah. game, and we absolutely squashed it against the Coyotes. Uh, losing that game 5-2. to two, uh, to the Arizona Coyotes, Martin Jones once again in net. Honestly, though, he didn't have the greatest defense in front of him. I, no. I thought the first half of the game, Martin Jones actually looked really good. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes had a lot of shots against us in the first period. It kind of fell apart you know, later in the second and in the third. I just don't think the Sharks had a good game overall. There, there wasn't much, you know, there, there weren't many positives to take out of that other than the first half of the game by Martin Jones. No, I agree. I, I mean, when the when the highlight of the game is a good first half by Martin Jones, this is it's never it's never a good overall performance. You just know that. I mean, um, you know, maybe maybe a positive is that I know that Simic left um, late in the third from from an injury on a, a hit from Schmaltz. Uh, he did return though for Saturday, which was a positive. Um, Schmaltz also got a five five thousand dollar fine for that hit, which was. Uh, what did you think of the hit? I know that you've had a look at it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a dirty hit. I mean, that's really, when you're coming on to a guy, that's the worst spot he can be in. When he's like, I don't know, two, three feet away from the boards and you're behind him, that's dangerous. And, and the league wants to get rid of those kinds of plays. So I completely understand giving out that fine. And and it doesn't help that Simic, you know, left the game, that game injured as well, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. It, it does add a, a bit of... Uh, intent to it if you know what i mean it, it is kind of funny though because at the end of the day like we say five thousand dollar fine it sounds like a lot but to these guys it's really not much no. so yeah like honestly what does a five thousand dollar fine actually do to a guy it doesn't really do anything he'd rather take the fine than lose a game right and be suspended a hundred percent i don't think that that's much of a fine at all that's more of like just like a token thing that you know the league's just showing that they don't want to condone that but they're not really, you know, you're right. They're not really hurting anyone in, in the NHL with a 5K fine. No, it'd be not. like it'd be like if someone, if we got a fine for like 50 bucks, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, that kind of sucks. Here's the yeah. 50 bucks, you know. Exactly, exactly. But if I got a $5,000 fine, you might not see me on the next episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast because <laughs> I might be done. <laughs> um, let's move on to the next game. The Sharks getting shut out by the Arizona Coyotes. Exactly. Even worse than the than the prior game. Uh, Phil Kessel, Phil the Thrill, coming out with a natural hat, hat trick. 
you don't see a lot of those these days. Um, and that was probably the high point of that game. I mean, I honestly, mean, what else can you take out of it? Honestly. No, you're right, exactly. I mean, Kessel had a, a couple of, you know, it was a back-to-back against the Coyotes. And the first game, Kessel became the youngest U.S. player to reach 1,100 NHL games. And then he scores a natural hat-trick in the next game. Um, I mean, you know it's bad when the highlight of both games is an you know an opposition player hitting some milestones like that. I mean, it was brutal. Dubnik had 23 saves. I mean, so it wasn't like he was busy the whole game. It was an overall poor performance from Dubnik, from the defense to the offense. It, it was... It was shoddy. It was, it, was it was horrendous. Horrendous. It was. It was. It was. It was the way the Sharks have been doing, though, where they have a couple games where they're okay, or a game or two where they're okay, and then boom, here we are. You know, getting a shutout against the, the Coyotes. You know, getting shut out. Yeah, uh, Patrick Marlowe playing in game number one thousand seven hundred fifty-six, tying uh, Mark Messier. He's eleven games away from Gordy Howe uh, to tie him for most games there. played. It's that's that's incredible. It really yeah. is. He's going to end up with about eighteen hundred games in the NHL. I, I lots of people have this discussion whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame uh, because it's not just playing eighteen hundred games. Because I mean, if he was a 30, 40 point guy and he played eighteen hundred games, I'd say no way you put him in the Hall of Fame. But Patrick Marlowe, I mean, this is a guy that's you know in the prime of his career. He was an All Star, and he's proven in the last you know, five, seven years, even when he's not in his prime, that he can contribute to a team. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame at the end of the day. I mean, I, I don't even think there should be much of a of a conversation about it. If you look at no. the other names in that list of, of you know, of, of these appearances, and, you know, you're right. He hasn't been, uh, a, you know, a fringe player. You know, even now he's not even really a fringe player on the Sharks team. He's on, he's on our second line right now. Exactly. So I don't I don't even think there should be a debate about it. Patrick Marlowe should be a shoe in, you know, to the Hall of Fame. It's a it's a it's a done deal in my opinion. And if they don't put him in, I, it'd be a it'd be a gross gross misstep on their part. I agree. We'll we'll get Isha Jerobi's thoughts on that as well, actually, when we bring him on the show here. Um, but I, I actually, I think this is a good time to uh, bring Isha on the show. I think we're pretty much done with the game review, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Not, much, mean, not kind of, much to to highlight, to be honest. That's the thing. I mean, I'm not going to lie, folks. Coming into this episode, we looked at the games and we we're like, you know what? We're probably going to fire through these uh, game reviews. Yeah. Because there's not much. There is not much at all to take away. No. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side, Isha Jerome of the SoPod. Joining us now is Isha Jerome of the Soda Pod. Isha, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty tired. Pretty Some tight. ball hockey and basketball with the boys yesterday takes it out of you. Yeah, no, we had, we had a good game yesterday actually. Um, yeah. w- with your boy SV, who's been commenting on the stream. Yeah, we played some uh, we played some hoops, and I had the hockey sticks in my car. And at the end of the game, we're like, you know what, boys, let's let's play a quick game of posts, and that ended up being like another hour. So yeah, we're we're all a little bit tired here on this uh, on this episode of the Stick Hungry. Bring in the energy. Bring in the energy, and then Isha, you got a podcast to do after this too. 
So. Hoping the wind takes the power out. Yeah, the wind, like we said <laughs> at the start, the wind is howling here. Second winter here. It's on, crazy. On I still Vintage can't Rod. believe it. No, it, it is crazy. And uh, if we do all of a sudden cut out, it was because the power went because of the winds. <laughs> um, I'll have to mumble my way through the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the Minnesota Wild play the San Jose Sharks twice this week uh, on Monday and Wednesday. Uh, you know, as a San Jose Sharks fan, I'm not going to lie. We're a little bit scared going into this one because the Minnesota Wild have had a great season this year, sitting third in the Honda West division. Are you surprised at all that they're in the, in the third spot in that division? No, that's where I predicted they would land going into the playoffs too. So uh, right above the St. Louis blues, I couldn't be more happy. Did you put 50 bucks down on that at the start of the season? No, but it probably should have. Yeah, I feel like you probably would have gotten some decent odds on that too. Probably. Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I still owe my co-host on the soda pot a hundred bucks. So I can't be throwing money around these days. I think you owe a number of people uh, <laughs> different amounts. I just paid for Producer T, though, literally, uh, as this podcast. That wasn't started. for a bet, though. That was that was for something else. No, that was for something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds just weirder now. He's <laughs> paying for something else. All right, let's let's get into it. What were you paying for? No, okay. Um, let's let's move on from that. Um, so since the last time we talked to you. Uh, on this show to actually talk about the wild, not just jump on and bullshit with the boys on the Stick Hungry <laughs> podcast. But since the last time we talked to you, what players have really stepped it up for the Minnesota Wild? Well, Matt Zuccarello, who's one player who Hoppy and I always say, love the player, hate the contract. Now that he has a pretty good nickname too, doesn't he? It's the Lizard Man, Matt Zuccarello. <laughs> now we're not uttering that uh, that sentence much anymore. Uh, Lizard Man, yes, but love the player, hate the contract because the guy's actually living up to his contract right now. Uh, 21 points, five goals in 21 games since he's been back. I believe he had a sh- he had shoulder surgery in the offseason and it took him, I think, 10 games into this season to come back and playing, but he's on a line with Kirill Kaprizov. They look like they have great chemistry there, so that's been awesome. Uh, Jordan Greenway, a young prospect. He's 23 years old. Um, he's played two years with the Wild thus far, both years leaving fans and the coaching staff wanting some more, uh, so much so that general manager Bill Garen um, in the offseason straight up told him, and this was you know a well-publicized news story, that you have to step it up this year or you're gone. And he's done just that with 20 points, uh, five goals on the season. Here's the big question with him. Is he still a prospect? At 23 years old, yeah, I'd say he's still well. Okay, Played two he's seasons a, with the Wild. Yeah, okay, he's a he's a young player. He's I, I still, just know, he still needs to develop. I just know your co-host State of Hoppy yeah. on the Silver Pod loves ripping on you for that, so I just had to throw it in there. Yeah, and he's probably smiling right now. So, so those two guys, pleasant surprise since the last time I touched base with you guys to talk Wild, um, and of course, you know. Kirill Kaprizov, Dollar Bill Kirill, as uh, as his nickname is there in the state of hockey. He's, I, I think he's blown all of our expectations out of the water since arriving and playing for this team. I personally, I, th- I thought he was going to be great. I didn't think he was going to be a game changer and potentially a superstar in the National Hockey League like he like he's looking. So now, twenty seven points, eleven goals. Uh, he's tied. 
tied with goals on the team right now alongside Yola Erickson Eck, who's been a great story in himself. Um, you know, a shutdown center who's actually putting the puck in the back of the net this year. But Kaprizov with 16 assists as well can also drive the play on the wing almost better than I would say Kevin Fiala, who I always pump his tires and say that, you know, for a winger, this guy can honestly drive play as well. What sucks for Kevin Fiala right now is it's the Kirill Kaprizov line that's really driving the offense. Fiala is doing everything he can. I mean, he's hitting a lot of posts this year. He he only has 15 points on the season, nine goals, where I actually thought he would do have a lot more and be right behind Kirill as leading the team on a point-per-game pace at kind of like what he ended last year on. But then you look at his other line mates who are respectively third liner shutdown guys, first and foremost, who are helping the wild win overall, but are really hampering his ability to, to drive offense. So that kind of sucks. Uh, looking at where this team is in the standings. I don't know if you'll have an answer for this next question, but who has been disappointing since the last time we talked? Uh, Zach Parise and he's getting older, but last year, Zach Parise was, fine it took him about 10 games to I, I i guess to warm up because 36 year old players had back injuries upon back injuries it, it took a while for him to get his feet under him but then when he did come out and play you know 25 goals last season 46 points in 69 games the season prior he actually had 61 points this season i i said you know i'm not gonna be critical of zach parise until we're about you know 10 15 games in well they're at what 30 now or 29 right now and he's only got three goals he's been scratched he's been on the fourth line i don't know it just seems like his decline has been a lot faster than a lot of veteran players that i've seen play at the basically at a similar who are a similar type of player as zach parise was you know a, a 90 point player in his prime you know a, a top line player who even at the even in his mid-30s, is still contributing. It seems like Zach Parise right now is doing more harm than than good, where you look at you know the player who's matching his contract on the back end, uh, Ryan Suter, who is going to be a serviceable player you know, for the rest of his time with the Wild, I think. E- even though he won't play up to his contract in his final years, at least I don't think he's going to harm the team more. Zach Parise right now, if, if you're being scratched, if you're being buried on a fourth line, if you know Ryan Hartman is, is the guy you're calling up, I don't, I'm not calling up to the team, but calling up to that second line when uh, when this team is plagued with injuries, not Zach Parise, then that's someone you you can honestly say you're disappointed in. You know, um, we've mentioned a couple times that the Wild are, are sitting pretty comfortably there in the third in the, the Honda West Division. Um, you know, if, if the season keeps going the way it is and you go into the playoffs, I know that this is a, a fun year and quite a few teams seem to think that they've got a chance this year. Um, do you think the Wild are up there? And, and if so, do you think they're going to be one of those teams that maybe makes a surprise trade that shows that they're ready, they want to take it this year? Because I feel like a few teams are in there. Yeah, I mean, to answer the first part of your question, I think that they're going to be a headache in the playoffs, especially if they land that third seed and don't have to play a Colorado uh, at the top. There. That that would be, you know, best case Ontario. But the thing is, goaltending and defense win cups. I know you have to score, and that's where, you know, the Wild kind of lack that deep offensive, uh, you know, uh, tool in their toolbox. But as far as being a, a deep team, they, they're essentially a team with a top line and three other third lines, shutdown lines. And it's great to see the likes of Yorks and Ek, who's being able to contribute and score goals, and they're not garbage goals. But on the back end, Cam Talbot has been outstanding. Uh, they signed him in the offseason. He 
pretty much helped them win against the St. Louis Blues the other night where it was the shots were 37-11 in favor for the St. Louis Blues, yet the Wild win that game 2-0. Cam Talbot shut out the St. Louis Blues who fired 37 shots on net. And then the possible Calder, you know, I'd say one of the leading Calder candidates right behind Kirill Kaprizov is Kapokakinen, their young netminder who's had He's played 17 games this season. He's got 92 save percentage, uh, 2.2 goals against average, pretty much matching that of Cam Talbot in regards to their stats, who's played 16 games. So their goaltending is great, and everybody knows that the Wild, though they have, a, I, I guess, a little bit of an older core with Spurgeon, Suter, Brodeen, Dumba, and um, Carson Soucy on the back end, they still have one of the best defense cores in the National Hockey League. Even if they trade Dumba, they're going to trade Dumba for a center, so the team's just going to get better, and they'll have a young guy fill in his role there in like a Kalen Addison or something like that. So I think that they're going to be a headache in the playoffs. And in regards to trades, that's kind of it. They're either going to move Dumba and, and another play and another piece, not another piece that's really going to shake things up, probably a prospect and a draft pick for a top center, or they're going to ship out... Um, players who are going to come off the books next year anyways, like a Nick Bonino, a Bugstad, maybe a Brad Hunt to a contending team and either get a draft pick or just a a complimentary piece that that Billy Guerin sees necessary as he continues to build this team. All right, predictions. Prediction for this uh, Monday's game. What do you think, Isha? I I think it's a uh, a 4-2 win for the Wild. 4-2 win. There you go. Put 50 bucks down on that. And how about the Wednesday game since we have you? Well, upon winning that, they're going to have a lot of confidence. The Sharks, you know, they're going to be like, what what the hell is going on? Um, I think it's it's a 6-1 thumping for the Wild. There you go. Bold the, uh, the Sharks are going to get thumped this week, folks, by the uh, the Man Bear Pigs. The Donato's going to score. Dubnik's going to have a great first game. They're going to change it up. They're going to throw Jones in. Donato's going to score one, but then Jones is going to get absolutely destroyed. Are there odds on all that on DraftKings? Probably. Promo Probably. code THPN. Promo code THPN, baby. All right. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep you on the show here, and we're gonna do the uh, draft lottery simulator. But before we go, I have one last question. Mike Tyson Mysteries. I know Producer <laughs> T is not a big fan. Isha Jerome, what are your thoughts on Mike oh, Tyson it's Mysteries? An unbelievable show. I can't believe we didn't watch it last night when we we're all hanging out. So it would have been perfect. Um, it is uh, there's nothing like it. You watch it for a couple minutes, you're like, is yeah. this a real thing? And then at the end, when you see like Mike Tyson, like not an animated version, like the actual Mike Tyson, you're like, okay, he like signed off on this, which is crazy because it's pretty much like self-deprecating humor the whole time. Um, it's it's an it's a hilarious show. Uh don't like don't watch it with your kids. You know, this is <laughs> this is not that type of cartoon. Um, but if you enjoy trips to trail and you got 10 minutes, it's worth every second. There you go, folks. You heard it. You heard it. Producer T, what are your thoughts? I could not disagree more, but hey. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a quick discussion there. All right, folks, on the other side, the draft lottery simulator. All right, folks, it's time for the NHL Draft Lottery Simulator. I didn't know the Sharks won. Yeah, me neither. I mean, it's a uh, foreshadowing of what's to come. I didn't know Pigeon was there either. Yeah, I mean, he gets around. Uh, <laughs> tankthon.com slash NHL is where we're doing this Draft Lottery Simulator. 
I'm going to bring it up on my screen. Producer T, you think we're going to get any number ones for the San Jose Sharks today? Well, I mean, I think we got one last week, didn't we? I think Nick got one on the. On the I think we had. Last, a, I we? think we had a number two, didn't we? Oh, I guess you're right. Yes, you're right. Um, probably not. No, I think that we're going to start getting some number ones maybe in in a couple weeks. You know, okay. as we start getting a bit worse, odds get a bit better. I would. I'm going to say no, not this week. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But look at that Buffalo at number to, at number one streak. <laughs> lost seventeen. Unbelievable. And the fact that's in bright green. It should be in like this disgusting red. I know that it helps them in the draft lottery, but just, just to see that disgusting. It, sh- nice it should be in is. brown. Is what it yeah, should be. Yeah, it should. What? A big shit brown. Yo, for for those of you who use a sports book, DraftKings, you promo code THPN. This is the time to start betting on Buffalo. I'm yeah. telling you, because like when they get that one win, you cash in even fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, even if it's just a few bucks, you know, you'll you'll make that money back. Um, all right, so we're just gonna go twice. Is that what we're doing here? Yep, twice each. And all then right, one for the fans. All right, I'm gonna go first. I'm feeling it, it, boys. I'm feeling a number one from the San Jose Sharks. By the way, San Jose Sharks, uh, seventh best odds to get first overall here at uh, 6.5%. So we'll see how it goes. Here we go. First Ooh, overall, oh the Vancouver wow. Canucks moving up eight spots. The Sabres moving down one spot to number two. The Anaheim Ducks moving down one spot to number three, and the Sharks moving down one spot Look at that. to Van- number eight. Vancouver would win this year when the draft is pretty much a crapshoot. Yeah, no, it, it, exactly. That's, I feel that's what you expect. Honestly, I think that the Sharks have it worse. If Watch them get like a fuck high pick this year. So last year, they, it was in Ottawa's hands. This year, it's in this crapshoot of a draft. And then, yeah. you know, when we need it most... Let's was Stutzla supposed to be? Was that Ottawa's pick or was that uh, San Jose's that was sent to them? Oh, I can't remember. Regardless, I think that was Stutzla. San Jose's pick, and he's I think he's unbelievable. Was. He's an unbelievable player. All right, we're gonna roll once more. Here we go. Detroit moving up four spots to the number one overall pick. Anaheim stays the same at number two. Buffalo moving down two to number three, and the San Jose Sharks stay put. At number seven. There we go. How are you? Stay in put. All right. Who's going next? Should we have the special guest? You should have the special guest go. All right. Drum roll, please. Let's go. That's not much of a drum roll. Nashville moving up 12 spots for the first overall pick. Detroit moves up three for two, and Buffalo moves down for three. San Jose Sharks drop one spot to eight. Not a great, not a great roll. Not a great hey, roll. For Nashville's for Nashville is not roll. bad. Damn good roll. They're gonna trade Ellis Ekholm and then draft first overall. Tim Peel's gonna watch that. Have a little. <laughs> By the way, Tim Peel, just trying, just trying to give Detroit a chance. Okay, I don't know why we're ragging on him. So yeah, much. they. That's that's <laughs> a great point. That's a great point. All right, let's go for your second one. All right, let's go. Give me the countdown. Three, two, one. Ooh. Ooh, wow. The upsets with me here. Wow, okay. Aria. The Los Angeles Kings move up 11 spots. Sharks fans are going to love that. Ooh. The Columbus Blue Jackets move up six spots to draft second overall. And the Buffalo Sabres fall two to draft third overall. San Jose Sharks dropping two spots to pick at nine. It's not a good week so far. Not no. a good week. 
We haven't gone up once yet, have we? It's okay, the wild will help because when they crush the San Jose Sharks, they're, the odds uh, to get that first overall pick will rise. So there you go. There you have it, folks. It all comes together. Um, everything's going to work out in the end. All right, Producer T, is this your, your shot here? I'm ready. Let's go. Three, Give me the two, countdown. one, boom. Oh, Buffalo. Whoa, this is a boring one. <laughs> Buffalo stays <laughs> at number one. Seattle moves up one to second. And Anaheim moves down one to third. Everyone else stays the same, including San Jose. All right, countdown, please. Three, two, one. Let's go. Woo! Yeah! Here we go. How are you? Pop ya? that champagne, baby. Boop, 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 boop. This is when uh, Nick usually says, well, there's no reggae horns. That's not a thing. But reggae horns are a thing. Reggae horns <laughs> are a thing. I worked in radio for two years, and I use plenty of them. Thank you. So as bah, you bah, can bah, bah, bah. Guess, your San Jose Sharks move up six spots to the number one. Seattle moves up one to take second. And Buffalo moves down two to take third. Wow, there you go. There we Woo. have it. Oh, I think we got to do we got to do yes. one more for the fans, right? One for the fans. One more Let's for go. the fans. All right. I'm I'm feeling a second number one here. I'm really yeah, feeling I'm it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it now. And oh. we dropped down one spot to the number eight <laughs> overall pick. Uh, Vancouver moved up seven to number two. Anaheim moving down one to number three. I don't want to see Buffalo pick one. You know, fuck yeah. that franchise. Yeah. They've already had the, they've had Jack Eichel. They have, you know, Darlene. They, they don't I need actually, anymore. I actually did mean to ask you, Isha. There has been a few rumblings of Jack Eichel possibly going to the wild as one of the, one of the destinations. I don't know. I've, I've seen Look, a, a man. few few different uh few different guys kind of looking at that is that something that you think i know it's an off-season deal i I think anyone that thinks that jack eichel is going to leave before the off-season i think it's too big of a deal but what do you think do you think it's exactly what the wild need and more is they they've never had a top center let alone a franchise center but the thing is what are they gonna have to give up for him it's gonna be a monster package like it's either Kevin Fiala, two firsts, and Matt Boldy. Um, they're one of their top prospects who I think he's playing as this is recording for BU. He scored their first goal against St. Cloud. But anyways, um, shout out NCAA tournament. Or it would be like a Matt Dumba, a couple firsts, or like a Matt Dumba and Kevin Fiala and something. like It would be a monster trade that the Wild right now, like I don't want to say they're going for it, but you're third in the division. You're not just going to trade all these players. And that's why I think the likelihood of Matt Dumba even being moved before the offseason, before the expansion draft, um, isn't going to happen because they're doing really well. And he's doing really well as, uh, also this year. So I don't know. Look, T, I, it would be unbelievable. It would be amazing for the wild organization as a whole because that that is what they need. That is their whole. But like you said, the magnitude of that trade in season and the amount of pieces that... Uh, the amount of things that Billy Garner had to figure out for the Wild right now, I think, is just too much. Um, in the offseason, that again, that would be what the Wild want. I'm sure they will send a an offer in a package, but I, I think other teams can do better. Like should even LA, with the amount of prospects they have, with the amount of you know draft capital that they have, with LA being a spot that I'm sure Jack Eichel would love to go to, um, that that could be a destination that I see is more realistic than. Minnesota. Uh, I think it'll be an ongoing saga 
for for the year is is the Jack Eichel stuff, which is something to talk about. Yeah, I mean, until he's moved, it's going to be a, a headline story. Well, the Rangers yeah. are another team. I mean, the Rangers yeah. bite on everyone, but like, how crazy would that be? Just you would, you know, oh. he wouldn't. He would just have to rent a U-Haul and just drive, uh, drive up, just the drive down the road. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, before we end off this podcast here, we have some questions. Uh, it's tea time, baby. This, this should be a new segment. It's. Uh, I'm feeling a new segment here. I'm feeling a new segment. Uh, and these questions are actually from Aisha Jerome. You can follow him on Twitter at VI Sports Talk. Who's that oh, and guy? He's, and he's actually sitting right next right to here. me. He's actually in this podcast. Uh, so, Isha, you know what? I might as well just let you ask Jeez. producer T your questions for uh, the hashtag Tea Time segment. Yeah, Tea Time brought to you by Open Phone. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, I got a few questions lined up for uh, for you here, producer T. Um, what does water taste like? Water, liquid, H2O. No, what is what like what does that taste what like? What can you compare that to? We know what well, it is. What does it what does okay, what does any drink taste like? Here, what does here's Coke what I would have like? said. Here's Coke, what I, Coke, it's it's sweet, it's bubbly. See, this is what I would have said. Flat water, boring. Water tastes like air. That's that's a good answer. Ooh, that's man. a good liquid answer. Liquid air, liquid air. Okay, these are for producer Chief. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, is is cereal soup, and why? Why or why not? No cereal is cereal. Again, is cereal soup? Well, no, because you I, even okay. No, no, you don't go why? buy. Well, because it's it's not soup. It's not like cereal's dry. You don't go buy a can of cereal. Soup you before know, you, it's wet is also dry. Dry no, noodles. it's not. Yes, I've uh, I've eaten Mr. Noodles. It's pretty dry that's before. That's noodles. That's not soup. Oh, that's even that's opening up a bigger question here. So so no, because it's dry is the answer. Yeah. What wet cereal do you go out and buy? Gotcha. Um, okay. No, no. You. I'm just sighing <laughs> because I'm like this is a terrible answer to this question. All right, next question. What? Why do our noses run, but feet smell? And uh, Hoppy commenting at State of Hoppy. I want to hear uh, his answer to number three. So he's excited for this one. Uh, Hoppy, I think you're going to be disappointed because I got nothing for you, bud. <laughs> you gotta I got no- what do you mean? Why do our noses run, but feet smell? Yes. It's completely two different things. Million dollar question. I don't think he gets it. I don't think he no, gets it. No, I don't get it. Like a runny nose and a smelly feet. But you smell from your nose and you usually run from your feet. That's why I'm asking you this. Oh, why do our noses run, but our feet smell? <laughs> your boy evolution. SB saying evolution. There you go. Thanks, Jay. Oh. I take his answer. Dude, you ask, you're literally asking the idiot. <laughs> why? Okay, here's another one. Why <laughs> is it called building when it's already built? That's a great question. <laughs> that is a fantastic question. <laughs> Uh, any any uh, just any input? Um, at one point it was being built. Oh no! See that? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, no, nothing. <laughs> We're gonna have to call like Mike Holmes from Holmes <laughs> on Holmes to answer that one. Last question. Do you have any answers to these? I feel like I'm getting I these the are for answer. you. I think you missed one too. But anyways, continue. Did I, oh, I did. I did miss one. Um, do you tell the truth when you lie in bed? If you want to tell the truth. Again, do you tell See, the truth you, you, you when you lie? Like a, you sigh when you like lie in bed. I know. Right, I this, get. I get the whole uh, pun, but like you ask the question, 
What am okay. I supposed okay. to do? Okay, hey, hey, he gave an answer. He gave, he an, gave an answer. An answer. Last <laughs> one, last one. This one's a good one. Um, I like this one. If you have two vegans arguing, is it called beef? No, it's called tofu. <laughs> That was better. There right? you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I've been tofuing with the man <laughs> down the street. with the man. All right. Thank you, T. I'll bring you another tea time next week. There you go. Oh, um, God. These are brutal. Making me feel of... stupid somehow. I don't know how, but. Somehow. <laughs> hey. um, hell, hell of a tea time. Isha Jerome, thanks for uh, jumping on with that, uh, with your hard-hitting questions. Uh, I can see T is shaking oh. after that. I'm sweating. I am. I'm sweating. He's, he's... In the hot seat. <laughs> Yeah, drink some green tea before. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, well, I was waiting for tea to say something. Well, you don't get that caffeine. This guy just sits there. You. It's not like we're on a podcast. I, I don't hot drink tea. It's warm. Tea. I don't know. I don't, I don't get know. it. I thought it was. I thought it was something smart to say. If well, we'd have drank green tea recently, and there was any relevance to green tea, then I, I got green tea in the studio right now, producer T. Well, I'm not in the studio right now. I said next time we'll get you some green tea. <laughs> All right, Damn folks. It. Before we uh, before a fight breaks out here mid podcast, let's uh, throw in tea bags at each other. Yeah, let's <laughs> just straight tea bags. Just tea bagging. Oh man. All right, let's uh, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles and uh, get get out of this mess of an episode. You can follow myself on Twitter at dyl underscore thpn. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod, and you can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. Producer T. You can follow myself at producer underscore T-E-E. And you got to shout out Nick's and Kyle since they're not here. At Nick Floor underscore and then at McLaren underscore, and underscore K. Ooh, almost there fucked you, up on that. There, well, you did. But anyways, there you have it. <laughs> there you have it. Isha Jerome, where can the fans find you? At VS Sports Talk. But go check, it out, check us out at The Soda Pod on Twitter and Facebook. And check us out on Teespring. We have the link on my Twitter, at VS Sports Talk, and the the hockey podcast network we have a merch store some awesome custom designs designed by yours truly dylan kazer um usa uh well special usa and canadian custom hoodies and shirts as well as thpn branded merch so go check that out support the network we got our merch store flying isha one last question for you actually what is the follow of the day is it at vi sports talk or is it at the soda pod at state of hoppy oh there we go throws in the third option there you go all right folks we will catch you on thursday